Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we pull out that weird third-party controller so we can both play together. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I am joined, as I am always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Patrick, I feel like I owe you and the listeners an update on the... Um, I was hoping that was going to be apology, but sure, I'll take <laughs> <laughs> we'll take we'll take an update on whatever you yeah, want to update an, us on. An update on the uh, motion sensor hand soap dispenser ah, that I bought yes, yes. Uh, for my husband and I's bathroom um, a few months ago. I know people have been on pins and needles mm-hmm. as to how that's going. What was the outstanding question about it? Um, should, like, is it good? Okay, yeah, I think sure. That, okay. I think that was the outstanding question. Uh, so I bought that, and at the same time, I bought two, like, enormous things of scentless hand soap. Yes. Uh, we still have not gone through a single one mm-hmm. of the enormous things of hand soap, so that should last us for the rest of our lives. The motion sensor thing, we've kind of, gi- we've like half given up on it. Whoa. It, 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 it stopped working right outside of like the 90 day, um, mm. warranty window. So it's never getting repaired. So it's never getting repaired. Yeah. And like, it doesn't really sense motion that well anymore so it'll like sometimes work and sometimes not work but we're not willing to fully give up on it so what we've done is we've just put a regular soap dispenser next to it so now we just have two soap dispensers one that 90 percent of the time doesn't work Hmm. and then just like a regular one that we're all that we continue to use like normal because you we need hand soap but for some reason we are not willing to make that leap to fully give up on the motion sensing. Even though it's never going to be repaired. And will, like, at best, continue to work 10% of the time. It's battery-operated, obviously, right? It is rechargeable battery-operated. Oh. I know. So you have to, like, plug it in? You have to plug it in. USB-C or micro-USB? Micro-USB. That's Which it comes with. Oh, okay. All right. But still, you yeah. got to, like... You got to, oh, I got to plug in the soap dispenser? What is that? So if anybody was waiting for my buy or don't buy recommendation mm-hmm. on uh, this soap dispenser, the answer is don't buy. Well, not, it also has the the little like uh, snitch countdown timer where like there's, uh, there are little dots that like go through and like sh- demonstrate the 30 seconds or whatever it is that you're supposed to be yeah, washing your hands. Yeah, that's right. Only 20. Only 20, uh-huh. sure. Um but it feels like an eternity as you're watching those, <laughs> those little dots tick away. Well, you know, the, the whole thing can be, like, connected to Alexa. Okay. Which I don't know who benefits from that. I wait, so what – yeah, can you, like – can it – wait, yeah. What, what information can it possibly give you? I have no idea. And what commands can you issue it? Yeah, it's a great question. Maybe if you did connect it to Alexa, it, that would fix it. <laughs> Maybe it's just missing that one piece. Maybe it's just mad at me. 
Uh, is the piece that you're missing my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch? It might be. So you got to get on our Sonic Forces borrowing program waiting list. I just called it a waiting list. I've never done that before. It's a list that you get on. All you got to do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com and give us a mailing address so we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. You play it for as long as you like. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game inside a Sonic Forces box. Um, that's fine. Uh, that's just part of what happens. Either way, the rules are the same. Um, and this is not like a leading question one way or the other. Yes. Is the reason the Untitled Goose Game cart is inside of the Sonic Forces box is just to add that like extra layer of surprise? Uh, we, yes, yes, it is. I, there is a visual difference between the two boxes, uh-huh. and I know what it is, but I am not going to reveal <laughs> that information here. No, I mean, it's... And I, look, I don't want to mess with a perfect program. Thank you. But maybe we need a... This is the apology? <laughs> <laughs> maybe we need a third Sonic Forces box uh-huh. in which we put those like spring-loaded snakes... Right. So when somebody right. opens it, it's a it's a real surprise. There's no game, right, whatsoever. You, you just have to collect the snakes. I mean, the uh, <laughs> compress them back down. Yeah, put and it then back in and then mail, mail them back. back. Uh-huh. The thing is, the goose is already the troll option. Like mm-hmm. that, that that's already what that is. Right. Although, if you're getting it right, you're getting Sonic Forces, which in itself is a little bit of a troll. The whole program is a troll, which is part of why it's perfect. <laughs> Anyways, definitely get on the list. Get on the list. Yeah. Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, or really anywhere that you get your podcast. We appreciate it so much. It helps people find the show. It uh, it helps Patrick and I feel good about ourselves because we love reading your reviews. Mm -hmm. If you leave us a review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we can see it and we will give you a shout out on the show. But of course, if you leave us a review anywhere else, we don't appreciate it any less. We just can't see it. So we still want to give you a shout out. Um, hit us up on Twitter. Send us an email. Let us know that you left us a review so we can thank you on the show. And while you are sending us an email or hitting us up on Twitter, why not request an invite to our Discord, uh, which has turned into a really great place to hang out and talk about Nintendo stuff. What we've been playing, things that we're excited about, things we see in the news Nintendo-wise. Basically everything that we cover on this show, but in like an interactive kind of way. I'm not saying the Discord is better than the show. I don't it's maybe a wash. Like they're maybe like equal at this point. But get in there. It's a great time. We would love to have you there. It's invite only, so it's just fans of the show. Um, there's no like weirdos lurking around there. It's just a fun time. All right, Mark, are you ready to get into our topic? Yeah, let's do it. We got an email from Jason. Jason writes, Hey NCS. Since Portal 2 is on Switch and has great co-op, what's a Nintendo franchise you'd like to see add something like this to their games? I'd like to have Zelda be a playable be playable and solve two-player problems with Link in Breath of the Wild 2. What are your thoughts? Love what y'all are doing, Jason. Jason, this is what we're talking about all episode today. Yeah, thank you so much for the email and for the idea. <laughs> yes, that's right. Thank you for both of these things. Um, because it is true that a, a, a co-op feature in a, in a game makes it uh, f- like f- it makes it valuable in the, a wholly like separate kind of way, right? Um, I like playing games by myself. That is something that I like to do, but I also like to play them socially. Um, but I feel like I don't always 
I don't always have the option to like Breath of the Wild is a great example of like a game that I love. There's really no option to play that with people. Yeah, and I feel like a, many games are made better by playing them socially. I mean, you've talked about playing Twilight Princess. Is that right? Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Mm-hmm. Um, basically a single player game, but with with people in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And that that enhanced the experience. And yeah, that I was th- also my experience of Dead Rising on on uh, the Xbox 360. Yeah. And so, you know, I don't think that's true for every game and every experience. But I do think in general, games are more fun when they're social. And I think Nintendo, you know, in what we're going to be talking about today, it doesn't necessarily have to be couch co op. But I feel like Nintendo has kind of been like the king of couch co op for yeah. a long time. Maybe because they were a little bit behind the curve on online, but mm-hmm. the benefit of that has been that uh, Couch Co-op has been such a big part of their library. Right. Well, and like, you know, I, I always think about um, like the sort of like formative games, uh, you know, for, for both of us uh, and for you specifically, um, Kirby's what's Superstar. the Kirby Superstar um, is like an inherently co-op game. Totally. You can play it by yourself, um, but just like adding the second player in there um, adds so much like dimensionality to, to the game and mostly just gives two people a fun thing to experience together. Yeah. I mean, even going back to Super Mario Brothers 3 and the fact that you could have a Mario and a Luigi character and you were taking turns, you know, going through the same map and it had a kind of a competitive edge you know because right, you could yep. always um go into that you like, could take the toad house from your friend you could take or, the yeah. toad house you could launch somebody into a super mario or a mario brothers type game right use that to steal their power-up cards and to reverse like whose turn it actually was right so it was like a really fun mix of co-op and like competition but one of the things that i, I do think that is missing from a lot of the uh, like NES era, like co-op is, and, and even Super NES is a lot of these simultaneous co-op. For sure. Because, um, you know, in uh, the, the Super Mario Brothers games, in the Donkey Kong Country games, which seems like it would be a no-brainer for a simultaneous two-player, like you still have to trade off, like, uh, I control Donkey, you control Diddy, but like one of us Never is in the, the same time. Never at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think like that's a real like kind of uh, failing there. But like, yeah, it's it, definitely Nintendo is like the sort of uh, the forebearer of, 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 of all of this, right? And like you can see that in the design of the original uh, uh, Famicom with the two controllers built into it, right? You couldn't even plug these controllers in. They were just always in. Um, the Game Boy launched with a, uh, you know, little uh, with the, the link cable so that you could play these games together in the same space. Nintendo 64, the first system to have four controller ports on it. Like Nintendo has been thinking about how do we get as many people around one machine um, playing all at once uh, since the beginning. And they've been doing it more aggressively than like anyone else. And I like that, you know, I don't know if it was actually tied to the p- pandemic or not, but it feels to me like once the pandemic hit, Nintendo kind of realized, oh, oh, we need to get online. We need to get online into a lot more of this stuff, like Mario Party and things like that that didn't have it previously. Yes. yes. Um, but I hope that as they move more aggressively into that space, that they will continue to, you know, have couch co-op options. I mean, I, I think what they what they truly need, um, and you see it in something like. Um, Su- Super Mario 3D World, uh, that that the re-release on Switch, that it is, it has all that couch co-op, but you can take that exact same experience online, um, and like that is truly what 
what you need for a Nintendo game to work is just take the couch co-op experience and put it online. Yeah, that's exactly what I want. Yeah, that is it, well, like 100% what I want. I, I had a nice uh, a nice experience this weekend um, playing with friends and with Sarah. Um, we played uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, and we played some Mario Kart too, which was like, you know, great. Like the four of us racing against each other and eight computer players. Um, and that was super fun. Um, there's no real co-op option there but like just the opportunity to play all together uh is uh, a, a very fun time i will also note that nintendo uh remains well we have gone through and like come up with franchises and game styles that we would gain and specific titles probably too um that we would like to see have co-op in them um nintendo just has been good about this lately like um uh there was a second where i was like oh pikmin that'd be good and i was like oh no pikmin 3 had co-op yeah, I was going through, uh, to kind of like generate ideas for my list, I was going through my Switch library, including the libraries in the Nintendo 64 Switch yep. Online, the Super Nintendo Switch Online, and going through it, like, there are a ton of titles in there that already have yes. co-op. Yeah. Um, so, we've each come up with a couple uh, different examples of games that we would like to have co-op in them. We'll discuss what that would look like. Um, Mark, would you like to go first or should I? I'll go first. And, uh, you know, Jason had this in his email, but I do want to just like speak on it for a moment because I speak on it because I think it is such a great idea or would be so much fun to have it in a Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild type game, Mm -hmm. even if it's not part of like the main like canon story, but what is like Portal 2 where it just has its own co-op mode. I think you could, with the physics and the puzzle solving in it's, that game, it's a canon story in, in Portal Two, but in <laughs> <laughs> like uh, it's a different story. But it, yes, in the um, uh, shrines, like just the ability to do those shrine puzzles that were designed for like two people, yeah, just seems like it would be so much fun. Well, and like thinking about uh, you know one person using magnesis and another person using like cryonis at the same time to like you know you're lifting up a pillar of ice one place so that you can move something else with a magnet like. That would be very cool to have to use those powers in sync with each other. Maybe that's what this new Star Tropics game should be. I mean, don't step on you. We'd stay off my side <laughs> okay, of the street. Okay, okay, okay fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Um, but yeah, it's a. Uh, I mean, the 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 thing, the obvious challenge with something like Breath of the Wild is the open world nature of it, right? Um, and so it's like, is that something where you would want to be? that we would both be like on one person is like in charge and the other person has to like be within a certain distance of them. Or are we both just opposite corners of the world doing whatever we want at the same time? See that that's why I feel like it would need to be a separate mode that is like specifically for co-op. I believe that there's a world where legend of Zelda breath of the wild co-op like open world, all of it could exist. Um, I just, I personally have trouble like seeing like you're saying like how all of that would work, um, but I think the core like puzzle solving and physics mechanics are so good that I would want to be able to d- just experience that part of it with a friend. Yeah, that it would have to be like smaller areas, like you say, like shrines, uh-huh. um, or you know, like the dungeons we never got or, or something. That yeah, that yeah, or I mean, cool. even like the uh, uh, 
uh, man, I'm blanking on what they're called. Not great beasts, but the um, divine beasts. The divine beasts. Like even like those in co-op, they just. But I would be great. I think it just needs to be those like smaller, discrete experiences. Yeah, it would also be cool if uh, they were uh, like challenges that you could take on with one of the champions as your second player. Yes, that'd be so cool. So much fun. Yeah, yeah, that's what it should be. And like it's, I know that uh, Hyrule Warriors: Age of Calamity, you know, has first of all the ability for uh, co-op. And that would also be Link and the the champions working together. That's not what I want. <laughs> I want puzzle solving and I want exploration yeah. uh, and combat in there too, but not like, you know, the one versus 1000 uh, Muso. This, I mean, this is, this is a great pull. Um, it, it's obviously perfect. Um, and that would be super fun. Let's, let's now move over to my side of the street and Star Tropics. That's, it's a, it, the description that I wrote here in my notes is, hey, come on, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, the, you know, I, I, this isn't, I, I don't want a, uh, a, a new Star Tropics uh, or like a new game style Star Tropics. I want a classic 8 bit. You're jumping on little tiles to solve puzzles. Um, you're fighting a room full of, you know, slugs or mummies or whatever. Uh, and there are just two of you. Um, because the game is so... Star Tropics is a, a game that I love. It is too hard. Um, frequently, the puzzle solving is a little bit too mind-bendy to like... Or a little bit too, how was I supposed to know that I was going to... That that's what I'm supposed to do. Um, and there are frequently too many enemies that like swarm you. But if you can just have two guys on screen uh, just like wailing away on them, I think it'd be really fun. I think it'd be really cool. I think you'd just by virtue of the fact that there are two of you, you'd be jumping on more of the tiles to trigger like the hidden buttons and all that. Um, Just regular old Star Tropics, two players. I mean, hard to argue with that. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, that is a simple. I feel like we've so far we have done simple, obvious pitches that are right. And I think from there, we can get a little bit crazy. I think so, too. Yeah. The, the, I would say, you know, ta- uh, having Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, I felt like it's such a good idea. It was almost like a gimme. Yes. Yes. That's right. And so I guess I'll move on to my next pick. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. I would like to see a co-op Ring Fit adventure. Oh, now that's cool. So I wonder if it could work a little bit like the online in like bloodborne works where basically uh i i played i played bloodborne with a friend where we were basically on our ps4s playing bloodborne and just connected by chat and we were maybe in like similar areas but we were all having our we were having different experiences finding different things and everything but we would continually come together to take on bosses like yeah. he would summon me into his game or i would summon him into my game and then we would wail on bosses together and i feel like that sort of formula would be perfect for ring fit adventure where like you could i guess do co-op you know like um courses in ring fit adventure but it feels so much like it's all about like a specific person's pace yeah but i think like that piece of it would be challenging but to be able to like come together and wail on drago you know like i mean uh, honestly the the like the workout buddy component of this is so good right even if it's just like 
once a week you and your workout buddy are, are teaming up to like d- do a, a boss fight together or something like that that you have to keep up with your exercises so a you're fit enough to to do it with with, with your friend but also that your level is high enough so right. that you're like and pulling you can your own contribute. weight yeah because so i like i'm not really motivated that's so good mark i'm not really motivated by competition yeah and you know with like uh, apple fitness and like that sort of thing that's kind of a lot of it is like oh share your um, you know, right. Share yeah. your status with your friend and, you know, like have a competition and see who's getting the most, you know, calories burned or whatever in a day that does not motivate me in the slightest, but I know that it motivates some people. So having that aspect of it, I think is important, but to me, the part that would be really fun is being able, like you said, to come together and, yeah. you know, like, uh, both contribute to these boss battles. Yeah. I mean, like nothing makes a like nothing solidifies a like run routine, like having someone that you know is just gonna be waiting for you on the corner in the morning. Yeah, that, like you're going for a run with that person. Um, if that is also true of uh, Ring Fit Adventure, that that's Ring Fit Adventure Two needs this mode. I also think it would like uh, just in general being able to use two ring cons. Yeah, in the same room at the same time. You know, so like two people could be doing a workout together if they wanted to. Yeah, I, I that feels like a feature that would be great in a theoretical Ring Fit Adventure too. Yeah, well, and, and also uh, this is one that I think that would also need to be online uh, for available sure, one hundred percent. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the great things about Ring Fit Adventure is that you get to do uh, these kind of exercises without leaving your home. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially like if Sarah and I were both like uh, doing that, yeah, that'd be that'd be wonderful. Because I love the idea that like in a boss battle, you know, like somebody their strength is like core strength or yoga or something, so they're like right. packing in those skills where somebody else is like killing the squats and yeah. you know like uh, that um, other leg exercises. <laughs> you know, and so you could just have like your different right. workout styles, but still be teaming up at the end of the day. Uh yeah no that's uh that that's wonderful and also then you could like share potions and uh like use items on each other and stuff like that like yeah that that'd be so good I I, I love that um Mark I mentioned Mario Kart earlier and I'm gonna do it again because I'd like to see a co-op mode in Mario Kart um that is a little bit more of because like. You can do team races, right, where you're both on the same team. So that's kind of co-op. Um, and, you know, Double Dash has the, like, two players on on one cart. And that's co-op, but I'm also kind of like, what's the point of this? I don't – I'd never wrap my head around that. Um, but I'd like to see a version of Mario Kart where one racer is – where the two, two players, obviously. The first player is uh, in a regular race. Um, uh, a regular Mario Kart race, and the second player is their like uh, pit crew, basically, but in a cart, and they're doing like a battle mode style thing. And in battle, in like the battle mode, you are trying to get like the, the items that you can collect. There are all things that the racer then uses to better themselves in the race, and all the all of the items that the racer can collect are weapons that the pit crew can use to defend itself in the battle mode. I love this so much. It feels very Mad Max to me, where you have this like death machine yes. that you're driving around. And there are, like, parts and pieces <laughs> yes. that you're picking up and, like... Teleporting mod- them back, yeah. Yeah, and, like, modifying your, like, war machine. Yes. Uh, as you're driving around, so that way you can do more damage. <laughs> yeah, I I, I, um, I, I, think that could be a lot of fun. 
I I, so I I think it could be fun. I think it it's a good way to have like two players working together. I think it's also a fun way to add um, like racing stakes to battle mode. Because um, like even with the improved uh, battle mode of uh, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I'm not like drawn to actually doing it. Um, but if like if I were doing like a little mini version of that uh, to help Sarah race or to help you race or whatever. Um, I, I could absolutely do that. That'd be a ton of fun. Yeah, that's uh, another thing I really like about that is I feel like it pays tribute to a lot of the co-op that we see in Nintendo's games where it's not two players doing the same exact thing. Yeah. It's one player assisting another, whether that's in um, Super Mario Galaxy and the second player the collecting star yeah, collecting bits. Star bits. Um, I'm playing Bowser's Fury, and you can play that in co-op and have somebody control Bowser Jr., who has a different move set and oh, like yeah, different I about benefits. Bowser Jr. Yeah, um, you know, like he can use his paintbrush to o- open up secrets on like around the world, and um, yeah, so I I like this idea because maybe carding is not your thing, maybe like battle mode is not your thing, but you it would be fun to just you know sit next to somebody and not have feel have that like high pressure to perform but just yeah. kind of like be able to contribute in your own way. Yeah, yeah. Ab- absolutely. So, you know, uh, again, I know that you can sort of fake a co-op in uh in Mario Kart currently by doing teams and being like the only t- but I I think you have to do like split teams down the middle, right? There's no like Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think don't think you can right. do 2 versus 10. So, um yeah, there's Mario Kart and and the pit crew. My next pick is Pokémon Snap. So, so I, um, the way I'm envisioning this is fairly straightforward. So you, except instead of being on rails, you have somebody who is driving your like safari vehicle. Oh, this is so good around an open world, and then another person on the back who's like snapping photos. But I think that they would like periodically switch, so you wouldn't always be one or the other. Yes. There would be moments where you know like the player who's taking photos now has to become the player that's driving. And then, so it's about like teamwork and getting this perfect picture and like making sure you're in the right location and figuring out like, cause in my mind, it wouldn't be on rails anymore. It would be more open world. So it's like, well, how do we get over there to right. be able to right. like take the picture from this angle or something like that? Oh, that's so good. Oh, and I, I wonder like if there's some, yeah, I mean it's it's sort of sort of negated by the fact that like you can always get on you know communication somehow, but like if it was a a not local like a non couch uh, co op game, so that you weren't able really to oh like a journey type thing. Yeah, so you weren't able to communicate like oh no I got the shot of that whatever we don't have to worry about it. So that like you know you just have to kind of like hope that you're like getting within uh like with within the right range of you know the the player taking the pictures and then like when you switch that they're getting like within the right range too yeah and yeah and maybe both players have like similar but separate goals like if you're the driver you know like you have this thing you're trying to achieve like cross the river eight times and then sure yeah photographer you know, it's like trying to get a the perfect shot at the same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really like the idea of like slightly different goals. Um, and then like or, or that like only the, the driver only knows about the driver goals and the photographer only knows about the photographer right, yeah, goals. Exactly. And so they'll be in conflict with each other, but then they both get rewarded for the other one doing a good job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 would that would be really cool. I like also just adding the like the openness to that. Um, you know, uh, Pokemon Snap makes a lot of sense partially because it's so on rails and you can just do 
um, like the individual moments are so scripted to like time and the time that you're there. Um, but hey, we've seen in uh, like Pokemon Legends like the that they can do where you just stumble upon you know some Psyducks uh, taking a bath in the river. Um, you, you can do that in a, in an open space. It doesn't have to all be on rails. Yeah, it makes sense that it, when it's a single player game that it's on rails because trying to like control the vehicle right. and also like shoot yes. at the same time doesn't seem like it'd be that fun but if you have a second player there it opens up a lot of possibilities how fast do you think you can drive that jeep if you're if you're the driver character? <laughs> oh i think you are cruising <laughs> I, th- I think the person you know especially if it's like a journey type not being able to talk right type, there's plenty of opportunity for trolling <laughs> um i like that we need more griefing in, in pokemon <laughs> games um all right my my next pitch is uh tetris 99 um, two versus 99, right? Or two versus 98, I guess. Um, I know I'm a broken record and that I love Tetris 99 more than, uh, basically anything else on this planet, but I started off the episode talking about Star Tropics. So what do you want from me? (laughs) (laughs) I only have so many things I can talk about. Um, but like, I, I love just this sort of, uh, you know, basic idea that you would both have, uh, Tetris boards, uh, at uh, going at the same time. Um, and then you wouldn't be sending lines to each other, right? You'd be sending your lines to uh, other players. And you would obviously have a mode where, like, you could choose to be targeting the same player together. Uh-huh. Um, but also have uh, a, a targeting mode where you can defend the other player. Um, so, like, if I don't have any damage coming at me, but the other player does, and I want to uh, use some of my lines to, like, defend their stuff, um, I think that would be great. I think it'd be cool if there's a, a way to swap um, stored pieces. So it's like... Like, oh, you really need the the eyepiece to like to land it. Like, I have one of those. Here you go. Um, I just think there's so much in there, like that. Uh, doing cooperative Tetris, it, like it, it 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 feels it feels so close to achievable. I love this so much because I think Tetris, especially Tetris ninety nine, is so high pressure and like yes, twitch reflexes that. Adding a second person chaos. into that would yes. be like chaos, but like fun chaos in the way that Overcooked is. I also love this idea as somebody who is not as good at Tetris 99 that I could team up with somebody like you and um, that you could basically carry me <laughs> through some of these matches. Because I I, uh, I will add, I know that like we wouldn't be attacking each other with lines, but I think it would be really cool if like I'm my like, I'm building, you know, my like right. uh, grid is building and I need help that I could just like send five lines to you. Oh, sure. For to, like for me to clear them. For yeah. you to like just take on. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean that, that like, that would be great. It would also be great if uh, you're, you're getting attacked and we can see those lines incoming and I move to defend and I start clearing my own lines that then knock your uh, attacks out. Like, yeah, I think it'd be really cool. It would obviously be like, if one of you fails, you both fail. Totally. Like you both get knocked out at the same time. Also, I'm going to revise it one more time. It would be two versus 97 is what, <laughs> it, is what it would a- actually be. And I know that that's what it is. <laughs> I'm just messing it up. That's all. <laughs> yeah, I, I love that so much. My next pitch is one that I think I don't a hundred percent know how, the mechanics of it. Yeah, but I really want it to work. Yeah, and that is Famicom Detective Club. Okay, this crossed my mind as well, and I was like, I don't know I what don't this know is. Exactly I don't know what, it, what is. it is. So here's here's the pitch that I got to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it, so I don't think it is. 100% cooperative. Maybe it's a little bit more like the Ring Fit Adventure model. But I think it would be so cool 
if you and I were playing Famicom Detective Club together, and when there are like uh, branching paths in the story, it's like, oh, you go take one as one character. I will go pursue this other uh, route as yes. like this other character. And then there will be a, a moment where they both converge again and we need information from both of us in order to advance. Yes. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that's, so I, I think that's very good. So I don't know that it would be like couch co-op. It might be online, you know, so that way we can experience it asynchronously. But then when we're ready to like converge again, we both get together now, d- is one of us controlling the detective uh, that is, like, the main character of the first two games, and the other one is controlling uh, Ayumi? I- I- Ayumi? Yeah, I- I- Ayumi. I think so, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's pretty good, because, like, they can both, like, get access to different spaces, right? Like, right. she's younger, she's a student, she's uh, a woman, uh, he's a little bit a little bit older, he's still pretty young, <laughs> is a man. They have access to different spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're both like investigating a crime together. Different personalities, right? Di- totally. Di- yeah. Yes. So mm-hmm. like definitely able to do things new. I just think it would be interesting if I'm like, okay, I'm going to go down. I'm going to go to that restaurant to talk to that person. And I realize, oh, like I, I'm not going to be able to get past this person because our personalities don't mesh. But Patrick, your right. character might be able to go do that. I don't necessarily know how to make it work from like yeah. a gameplay perspective other than like, it is what am like, I doing while you're doing that? Am I doing like a different I think menu you are. Based like thing? I yeah. think you are trying to get information from somebody else and and maybe there's like a time element to it. Yeah. That requires it to be like well, we don't have the option to do one or the other, so we have to split up and right. We only have go our separate paths. We only have ten minutes, and then we have to meet back up. I wonder if there could also be like a little bit of, com- of a competitive angle to it too, where when they meet back up, you get to, to decide which information to share. Oh, interesting. And like at the end of the thing, because you know, Famicom Detective Club doesn't really have a there's no fail state really right like there's there's no, no there's just banging your head against the wall <laughs> that's right <laughs> and until until you select the correct menu item yeah. to, to move on but if there was like a, a part where you have to um say who the killer is and i have information and you have information oh, it's like that clue moment it's yeah there's a clue moment right um when like our goal collectively is to solve it right for one of us to solve it but if I solve it, I get more, you know, I get, yeah, I, yeah. Get, I get, I get the bragging rights that I was the one who did it. But no matter what, we don't want to not solve it. Yes. Um, I think that would be a very cool. Ooh, that would be fun. Ooh, I like this. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't work this out in my head, but I was like Famicom Detective Club. How, how do we do it? It just, it just seems like it would be a neat to have that sort of like text adventure, mystery solving experience together. Yeah. Well, have have you played any of the um the games from the studio that did uh, uh, uh Until Dawn? Um they 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 so Until Dawn is like a cinematic um like horror game where it's mostly um like storytelling and like you just making choices for the characters. Um and in recent years they've done these I I I forget what they're what they're called. I played one called Little Hope. Um, which was, uh, it's, it's like five people on a bus, um, and they're trapped in like a weird town and weird stuff is happening to them. And you hand the controller back and forth, uh, to different players being in the lead. Um, and, uh, that's obviously like a horror game where you're trying to like survive, but I think you could apply that same formula 
to or that same gameplay style to Famicom Detective Club, and instead of trying to like survive something, you're trying to solve a mystery. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I think that's the way to go. I think that would be very cool. Also, it'd be neat to see like the huge production values of those games, uh, and they all have like like one celebrity in in like each one of them where you're like oh that's they, they spent all their budget on like casting that person <laughs> um but uh yeah uh, uh will poulter is in oh, uh, okay. little, little hope um hayden panettieri is in uh un- until dawn um they're cool games yeah uh, taking that energy and mixing it with a famicom detective detective club yeah, that could be very cool. be very very cool um m- my next pick is uh I think also maybe a, a thuddingly obvious one. My first note here is what's the freaking hold up here? It's Super Mario 64. Um, Super Mario 64 is a game that is begging for modernization as as it is. Um, and there already was a sort of modernized version of it on the DS, which included more characters. Ding, 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 ding. You can play as multiple characters. Um, and more stars. Um, so why not let people play Super Mario 64 as not just Mario or just Yoshi or just Luigi or just Wario, but as two of those characters at the same time? So almost like Super Mario 64 mashed up with Super Mario 3D World. Yeah, I mean, like a little bit, but still maintaining the like wholly open exploration of Super Mario 64. And I'm, I'm here, I even mean like just doing Super Mario 64. I don't mean like another game like that. I mean, just make it that game. Um, but you know, like, because there are character specific stars in the DS version. Um, let's put those back in. Uh, so that, like, you know, then now you can go in with Wario and Mario, and Wario can get the Wario stars, Mario can get the Mario stars, add a couple that, like, two characters need to work together to get, um, and just do that. Just make it Mario 64, but co-op. Man, I that sounds re- – okay, so the structure of Super Mario 64, you jump into a painting, and you're choosing, like, which star you're going after. Yeah. Is that, like, still in your mind? Is that still, like, the structure? That's still the structure. And so, like, you're both running around Peach's Castle. Whoever jumps into a painting painting first decides where you guys are going. Um, and then you select the star, and then you're in there together uh, figuring out where to go next. And so, like, I guess we were talking before about having sort of, like, a competitive, competitive aspect to it. It's the same sort of thing where your goal collectively is still to get the star. It's still to get enough stars to defeat Bowser, like all that kind of stuff. But you could totally be keeping track of who got how many stars and who cleared what Totally, level. totally, um, yes. Yeah, to get for those bragging rights. I mean, not only would you be keeping track of it, the game would be oh, keeping yeah, track of sure, it. Oh, yeah, for sure, for um, sure. And, you know, if uh, Mario collects the star, then, like, Luigi's going to be like, oh, no, you know? <laughs> like, he, he wanted that star. And then the next time you go into that painting, Mario's got a little crown on his head, and Luigi can try to knock it off. So it is a little bit like uh, uh, Super Mario 3D World. Uh, that would be really cool. I wonder if there's a... Um, a mod that does that because I would love to see it in action. Yeah, right. I mean, I it's I'm sure like you could do it as like a split screen thing, um, but also just two different uh, people playing on on different switches, um, either locally or uh, you know on on the internet. Um, it just seems like a, a a perfect little experience. Yeah, that would be really cool. It, what a what a fun way to like revisit Mario sixty four. And what a great excuse to, like, give it some new textures and, like, add a couple polygons here and there and just, like, clean up the little things about uh, Mario 64 that, like, haven't aged super well. The camera. Yeah. Um, you know, and it just really present it. Because, like, that is a game that, like, is 
old, right? And like shows its age when it's re-released either on the uh, Nintendo 64 Switch Online or in the Super Mario 3D uh, All-Stars collection. Um, just representing it uh, with a, a fresh coat of paint and using all of that extra content that's in the DS version, which is even more unplayable than um, like the Nintendo 64 version, right? Like, yeah, a D-pad is not the ideal way to control that game. No, and neither is uh, using the the touch screen as like a giant thumbstick. Like that that doesn't work either. So let's it, this is this is a twofer. This is one where we are we are uh, updating a classic game and adding multiplayer. I love it. Yeah. So my final pitch is for Punch Out. And I think left glove, right glove. <laughs> <laughs> I think Punch Out needs. It would take a little bit of uh, reinvention. And the way that I... Punch-Out is in a, in a lot of ways like a rhythm game already. It's mm-hmm. all about finding the pattern and repeating that pattern. But I think we it goes full hog rhythm game. So I'm thinking like combat or, you know, like fighting. Kind of like similar to Cadence of Hyrule or something where there's like a song with a beat that you have to follow okay, for yeah. like each fighter. And that so that's what Little Mac is doing. That is what one player is doing. The other player is the coach, whose name I'm blanking on. Doc? Doc? Yeah. Yeah. So the other player is playing as the coach, and your job is to kind of like act as cheerleader in the corner, um, fixing up cuts and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm imagining that each person... Doc Lewis. Doc Lewis. Each player has their own kind of like rhythm that they are keeping that, you know, if you're playing a single player and you're playing as Little Mac and you're fighting, it still sounds really cool. But when you have two people, yeah. you know, playing together and they start to harmonize and it, both people are on the beat, that you start getting, like, bonuses for that. Yes. And, you know, Little Mac just gets more powerful and he gets, um, uh, like, special moves and things, like, the better that each person is doing. Yeah. No, I, 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 li- I like that a lot. And, and I also, like, if there's, uh, if, like, Doc Lewis has, like, uh, the ability to like change the music or like alter the tracks a little bit so that like um, you know you can like cue a chorus early or something like that when you've got like the star meter or something um, like that would be cool like just as, as a fun way to um, take the rhythm game and like strategify it a little right bit. yeah yeah I just I and I think that would get me into a uh, Get you into a punch out game. game? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's almost you're almost uh, like rhythm heavening it a little uh, bit, totally, right? Totally, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, or like the mini games that you see in uh, uh, WarioWare. You know, like it's all kind of like the same sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that's good. I like that a lot. Um, and I think also would get me into, <laughs> uh, in, in into a, a a punch out game, which I haven't been able really to to do. Yeah, just I for whatever reason, uh, having the because you're right that they are like recognize the pattern, execute on it. Um, if I just have like a backing track to that, yeah. If you had some rock and tunes that yeah. you're you like doing it in time, that yeah. seems like that would improve the experience for me. And Survivor writes all the songs for it. <laughs> I'm not complaining. <laughs> Neither am I. Um, okay, I have uh, I have one more, and then I have like another sort of idea that I want I want to talk about. Okay. Um, Metroid, either uh, Samus Returns or Dread style, right? Like in in the Mercury Steam style of uh, Metroid game. 
plop together uh, on, on some planet where you're hunting Metroids. Um, you can either choose to tackle them together uh, or split up because you have like a limited amount of time in like certain areas where it's like you go east, I'll go west. Let's take these Metroids out. I'm imagining that this, the like story that facilitates this is Samus lands on some planet that phases her in two. Absolutely. Look, Samus has been split in two so many times, <laughs> right? Like, what, 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 what is it this time? Is it an ex-parasite version of her? Is it like a dark dimension version of Samus? <laughs> it doesn't matter. She lands on planet two of you is the name of the planet. And she turns into two of herself. And then she's got to run around and kill all the Metroids. Yep, which there are it. twice as many of There's as there used to be. twice as many. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Like, it's just something that happens when you go into the atmosphere is it duplicates everything. Um, but, like, I, I, I like the idea that uh, if that not all that some of the power ups would like affect both players. Um, some would be just the person who collects it. Maybe you can like pass them back and forth when you're together or at like certain hubs where you can like send one power up to the other person. Um, you know, maybe the kind of thing where like one player has to turn on electricity to one area that the other mm -hmm. player like runs around in or like shut down electricity. So you can, uh, you know, move around in it uh, freely. Um, it's like maniac mansion. The it's Metroid just game. like maniac mansion. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that's that's it. I I uh, I enjoyed uh, Metroid Dread so much, um, and I know that you know one of the main flavors of Metroid that uh, like make that dish so enjoyable is uh, isolation, right? Um, but uh, Metroid Dread has this like weird kind of uh, habit of making the robot Adam voice, which isn't actually Adam, but whatever. Um, talk to you kind of a lot right um so you never really get to that like feeling of total isolation in that game so let's just lean into it you're no longer isolated yeah i feel like uh, i 100 percent agree that like the atmosphere and that sense of isolation is um a big part of what makes metroid but i guess i feel like you could still have that atmosphere yeah but um yeah well you just get to the like points where your characters get separated yeah yeah, yeah. and then, then then you are like you've maybe at that point gotten used to traveling together, fighting Metroids together. And then it's like, oh, okay, great. That's no problem. We can tag team these things. Oh no. Now I have to do it on my own for a little bit before we hook back up together. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just think that'd be super fun. Um, also, I think that means that you can have like a bigger world for two people to explore together. Um, and it would be neat to have like, I've built out a different map than you because I've seen different parts of yes. the world than you. Yeah. So like, I'm like, Oh, I know how to get to that room. I just have to go this way and this way. And you're like, well, wait, that doesn't work for me. Cause I don't have this on my map. Right. Um, would be very cool. Do you think that it would be, this one specifically seems like it would not be like a couch co-op experience that it would be best be done like online. Yeah. I mean, I either online or just like separate switches together, right? Like, um, that is one of the cool things about the Switch is that it has that, um, you know, like two Game Boys in the same room, two DSs in the same room sort of uh, uh, ability to it, um, where you can both be talking uh, but have separate screens, mm -hmm. entirely separate screens, instead of having to do like a split screen or two Samuses on the same screen together. Um, you know, it's just there's there's a lot of like camera stuff to have to worry about there. Yeah. Um, and then the other, th the other thought that I had... Um, Brings me back to uh, Link Between Worlds, Legend of Zelda Link Between Worlds. And obviously they've done the uh, like three-player co-op of Triforce Heroes. They use that same engine, um, but it's just like here are three Links that are all in the same room. Um, and they're not, they're not going on like a regular Zelda adventure. They're doing these sort of discrete challenges um, that are like, 
a little bit puzzle-based, mostly combat-based, and that game is fun. I'm, uh, I've, I've enjoyed every time that uh, I've, I've played it, especially every time I've played it with people. Um, but, like, there is a duality built into uh, Link Between Worlds and Link to the Past of the Dark World and the Light World, High Rule and Low Rule. Um, and in uh, A Link Between Worlds specifically, we have the Low Rule version of Zelda. We have the Low Rule version of Link, who... Can I spoil uh, A Link Between Worlds here? Uh, warning if you haven't <clears throat> played Link Between Worlds. Warning if you haven't played Link Between Worlds. Skip to the end, because I think this is the last game we're going to talk about. Um but uh, Ravio, the like merchant character that you are interacting with throughout the course of the game, is the sort of disgraced hero of low rule. He is the like the mirror dimension version of Link. Um, but what's stopping these two characters from having parallel adventures in parallel worlds? Where and like you see it in in these games already, where like you affect something in the dark world, something in the light world changes. High rule, low rule, same thing. Why can't why can't they just do that? Where like I'm on my adventure in uh, in Hyrule and I uh, knock down some tree and now that tree isn't there in your low rule. That's really interesting because I, and maybe this is not what you're intending, but to my mind it's almost like we would still be having like discrete experiences. Yes. Um, where you're playing your adventure in Hyrule, I'm playing my adventure in low rule, and we don't necessarily, you know, um, I, I don't really know how to describe it other than just like, as I'm going through my discrete adventure, our games are linked. And so, right. you know, like I do something and it affects your world and you might be like, whoa, like what just happened? Right. And I, you know, would be able to tell you, oh, well, I defeated this, you know, dungeon. And right. so this yes. happened in my world. How did it affect yours? I have no way of knowing. Right. Or, or like I, I could be like, hey, I'm stuck here. The, the guy says, I need to get to the other side of the river. And he'll be like, oh, well, there's a dam in mine that I can destroy and, like, dry up the river or something. Um, and then it could also be a little bit like your Bloodborne experience where, like, maybe there's a way to summon the other character into your game to fight with you. Like, um, at, like, little nexus points. Or maybe you have to, like, visit the other world for, you know, whatever reason. Right. I just think there are so many opportunities for, like, here are two discrete adventures. And also, like, that's... Obviously, we have uh, all the examples of, you know, there's the Twilight Realm in Twilight Princess, um, and then just thinking about the Oracle games, that there's Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages. Um, there is this duality built into, like, Zelda. Like, why are we not just playing in both these worlds at the same time? Ah, uh, yes, the duality of Zelda. Well... Something for us to all ponder. <laughs> no, but I, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I think that would be really cool. And an interesting kind of like twist on what we think of for co-op games. Yeah. Well, especially because it it leaves room for um, like asynchronous multiplayer that like, if we wanted to, uh, you could be playing when you have time and I could be playing when I have time and our worlds are linked. Right. So like what happens to your, uh, the changes you make to your low rule affect my high rule. Um, And then we can also be playing at the same time. Like, it just seems like it would be the most flexible kind of version of that. Yeah. Um, and then also, if you wanted to do the whole thing by yourself, uh, then just switching between uh, Ravio and Link, like, yeah, why not? Totally. Let me do it. Let me play this game. 
Um, Mark, any other thoughts? Uh, that that was that was of course my my last pitch. Um, but any other thoughts about um, co-op games and how Nintendo either is or is not fulfilling that for us uh, the, that need at, at the moment? Yeah, you know, I uh, we talked about it a little bit up at top up at the top of the episode, but I I have always felt that Nintendo does a a good job with co-op. Um, I think they are probably uh, like of the three big publishers, hands down. They are easily the one who invests the most into it and I think understands the value of having mm-hmm. those couch co-op experiences. But I really was, when I went through my Switch library, blown away with how good the co-op support, not just from Nintendo First Party, but there's a lot of like uh, indie games and yeah. third-party games that also uh, like have co-op experiences available. And I think that's so cool. I'm glad that that's something that we haven't lost because I think it is such a valuable part of gaming. Well, and, and is something that uh, is explicitly built into the Switch's design, right? That, like, out of the box, the thing comes with two controllers. Um, they're sort of by default uh, attached to your Switch, but, like, from day one, you don't have to buy anything extra. You're playing snipper clips, uh, you set it up on the table, and you both have controllers that are um, functional enough that you can both play the game together. Yep. Um, it's it's very cool, uh, and I'm 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 glad that that is part of Nintendo's DNA, and it's something that I wish I took advantage of more. Right? Um, I think I uh, think of gaming as such a solitary experience, um, and it is only in the last like couple of years, I think really since the pandemic, that I've gotten back into the idea of like, no, I can be playing these as like things to do with my friends who are not local. Mm-hmm. Um, just to spend time together and we can talk while we're playing or like fall out of conversation, just have a good time, uh, you know, racing in Mario Kart. Like, you know, it's just, uh, you're connecting to people. It's, 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 it's a powerful thing. Um, all right, uh, Mark, let's close this out. Would also love to know if uh, there are other if other people have ideas for um, co-op that they'd like to see added to Nintendo games. Um, I think we listed a bunch of good ones, but I'm sure we we missed a, a lot of a lot of good ideas. So either bring them up in the Discord or tweet at us or email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com so we can talk about them on the show. All right, Mark, that this is that this this that all of it is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Remember, please rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you can share it on Facebook or Twitter or any old place where you share stuff. It helps us out tremendously. When you do that, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell, and the show is at Nin Cart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 You can get more of his music by going to 8BitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying thank you for listening. <laughs>